0: Golf Tango, India. I'm going to clear you to start after Golf Echo Echo.
1: Thank you, Carl. Ready to go after Golf Echo.
0: That's Golf Echo Echo.
1: Sorry, Tower. I thought the second echo was an echo. (laughs) What? I thought you said Golf Echo. Echo. (laughs) Echo. When, in fact, you said golf echo echo. That is to say, I thought the first echo was echo and the second echo was an echo of echo. Whereas, in fact, both echoes were echoes and neither echo was an echo.
0: (laughs) Then perhaps I'd better put you right to the back of the queue while you check your radio equipment, shall I?
1: Golf Tango India, ready to follow golf echo echo. (laughs) Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allam as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. This week, Helsinki.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello,
1: Douglas. Good Lord. Ah, morning, Martin. I wasn't expecting you just yet. Evidently not. Have you picked up the weather? Uh, yes, North Sea turbulence, Clear Skies at Helsinki. Oh, jolly good. Douglas, I cannot help but notice you filled the flight deck with orchids. Yes. Yes, I have done that. <laughs> yes. Are you about to propose to me? It pains me to break your heart, Martin, but no. These are for another man, a Finnish customs officer named Milo, to be exact. And what does he have that I don't have? Fish cakes.
2: <laughs>
1: also, salmon, turbot, and langoustine. Oh, Douglas, you're not smuggling again. Absolutely not. Perish the thought. A simple exchange of gifts. You see, a friend gave me these orchids when we were in Cyprus as a token of appreciation for the 16 jars of Bernays sauce I gave him, which were in turn an unwanted gift from a friend in Marseille. The orchids are lovely, but not quite my thing. So I shall pass them on to my friend in Helsinki. And who knows, he may wish to show his gratitude by presenting me with assorted fish and fish products, which would be just the very thing for a friend of mine in Zurich. They're rather short of fresh seafood in Switzerland. Don't know why. (laughs) I see. But if you just keep bartering each thing along, what's the point? Well, put it this way. I have here about 500 euros worth of flowers, and I shall exchange them for about 560 euros worth of fish. And I started three months ago with a cheese sandwich. <laughs> right, that's most of them are hidden away. Could you put this bunch under your seat? Oh.
3: Good morning, good morning, good morning, gents. Teas, coffees, keys, toffees. Morning, Arthur.
1: You seem a little low-spirited. Do I? No.
3: What is it this time? If the numbers you would have picked in the lottery come up again? That was a great day, wasn't it? (laughs) £60,000. That you didn't win. But that's what my numbers were worth. Brilliant. No, no, nothing like that. (laughs) No, uh, let's just say I'm really looking forward to meeting our passenger today.
1: Ooh, who is it? Let's see. Mr. Arthur Milliner, stockbroker. Yes, he sounds enormous fun.
4: Oh, you're here already. What are you doing in here? Arranging flowers. Don't get sarcastic with me. (laughs) Sorry, Carolyn. Excuse me, back in a minute. Right, you've got clear skies at Helsinki Your alternate is Stockholm Douglas, you operate out
1: Wilco, who's this milliner chap we're flying then? Arthur seems very keen to meet him No
4: idea, internet booking payment's gone through fine though, so... uh... Happy birthday! Oh, Oh, you
2: remembered!
1: Yes,
4: Yes.
2: happy (laughs) birthday (laughs)
3: You thought
4: I'd forgotten, didn't you? Well, I, I wasn't sure Of course not, not a special birthday like this one What's so special about 63? Well, you know, because of a song Do
3: you still like me? Can you still see me? Now I'm 63. (laughs) Ah, that song.
1: (laughs) Carolyn, you're aware I had forgotten, aren't you? Yes,
4: don't worry. I forgot to put any money on your expenses card. (laughs) Paying for your own hotel room can be your present. That's... That's a very big present. I know. I'm such a lucky girl. (laughs) You shouldn't have. I didn't forget. Didn't you?
1: Didn't you? No, I hid my presents under my seat. It's... (laughs) These.
4: Oh, orchids are lovely.
1: (laughs) Gosh, how generous of you, (laughs) (laughs) mother. Not that generous. Pretty generous. Orchids are very expensive. Quite expensive. Not all that expensive. You'd be surprised. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you will.
2: (laughs) My
3: present, then. Time for my present. Yes, I'm sorry, dear. What is it? Well, it's a pretty special one. And it's in the cabin. So, are you ready? Yes. Mum, it's been 15 years since you've seen her. But today, for your birthday, get ready to meet your sister Ruth. <laughs> and her husband Philip and her grandson Kieran. Hooray! <laughs> Aren't you going to say anything to her, Granny? Well, Kieran, when a
5: lady is asked to drive 150 miles to meet her sister, she naturally assumes it's because her sister has something to say to her. But evidently not. <laughs>
4: During your no-doubt meticulous planning of this occasion, did it occur to you that if two sisters haven't spoken for 15 years, there might be a reason for it? No. Ah. (laughs) Well, regrettably, you'll have to tell your aunt she's wasted her time. We are about to leave for Helsinki, and I have much to do. Aha! That's the second part of my present. What? I booked the trip,
3: so we can all go together. You booked the trip? You're Arthur Milliner? Yes, Milliner. Why Milliner? Because it's not my name, but it sounds like a name that someone might have. (laughs) And Arthur? That was the clever bit. It's the last name you'd expect me to use, because it actually is my name.
2: (laughs)
1: be honest, Arthur, I think the moment you decided to book your aunt on a fake flight to Helsinki, you had us on the back foot. Expectations-wise.
4: Arthur, a word with you in the galley. I don't want to. I want you to.
1: Oh, dear. This is a little awkward, isn't it?
5: It's not awkward for me.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> Just the rest of us, then. No! No!
5: It's not awkward for my husband. It's not awkward for my grandson. We've nothing to feel awkward about. We accepted an invitation in good faith.
1: So, Philip, what line of work are you in?
5: And my husband's deaf.
1: Ah, that explains much.
2: <laughs>
5: what does it explain?
1: Why he can't hear me.
3: <laughs> are you the captain? No, I'm the first officer. This is. I'm the captain. The captain. You're very young to be a captain. Oh, for goodness sake, you're an actual child. No, I mean, wow. You're very young to be a captain. Did you display exceptional leadership skills and goal focus? Ah, well, it's uh, not for me to say. And yet, and yet. (laughs) Because I also display exceptional leadership skills and goal focus, and that's a verbatim quote from my report. Are you prepared to share the techniques of your success?
1: Oh, well... Yes, there's probably
3: a tip or two I can pass along. What do you say we have you up in the flight deck once we get underway, eh? I am delighted to accept.
1: (laughs) And the small matter of the anti-terrorism laws, Captain? Oh, let's not get too hidebound by rules and regs, eh, number one? Number one? (laughs) Douglas?
5: And when will we be getting underway, might I ask?
1: Ah. Ah. Of course, not having seen your sister for so long, it's possible you may have missed certain subtle signs just now that would warn the experienced Carolyn Watcher not to bank on seeing Helsinki today. Sorry to rain on your parade, Martin. No, no, no. My parade's fine. Bone dry. Bad news for the import-export parade, though, I'd have thought. I wonder how long fresh orchids keep. Ah. Excuse me for a moment. (laughs)
4: How did you even pay for it? With a credit card, online. You don't have a credit card. Your credit card. My credit (laughs) card? No, because it doesn't matter, because it's your plane. So you're just paying yourself. It's free. The fuel's not free. The landing fees are not free. The business we would have had if Mr. Arthur Idiot Milliner hadn't been hogging the plane isn't free. Ah, Douglas. Good. Arthur, go and tell Ruth and her hangers-on to sling their collective hook. Okay. Sorry, Mum. And Douglas... Cancel the flight plan. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I'm not spending time and fuel taking my rotten sister on a jolly to Finland.
1: You know best. But she did come all this way.
4: Because she smelt a freebie. Maybe. She still
1: came, though. And then there's Arthur. Internet booking, pseudonyms, secret phone calls to Lancashire. That's a lot of work he put in. Especially for an idiot.
4: (laughs) Don't just call me a cynical old bat. Don't even think about that. (laughs) But is it entirely without the bounds of possibility that you have an ulterior motive for this trip going ahead?
1: Carolyn, I hope you know me better than that. At any given moment, I never have fewer than seven ulterior motives (laughs) in play.
4: But even so...
1: Would I have to talk to her? Flying her to Finland in silence might seem a little eccentric.
5: And not just for the petrol mine. There's Philip's loss of earnings to think of. There's general wear and tear. So, Ruth... I'm sorry. Is somebody talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. Well, thank you for what? For accepting you were in the wrong. I didn't. Well, you implicitly did by being the first to speak. No, I didn't. Well, you did. So
4: apology accepted. Apology not given. Apology still accepted. Now, what did you want? All I want is to tell you exactly where you can go, Ruth, and that Parliament. is to Helsinki. <laughs> would you would you like to go to Helsinki? Well,
5: I suppose now we're here, and you've apologised. All right then. Good. Yes.
2: Hooray! <laughs>
3: Incidentally, Arthur, why on earth Helsinki? I've oh, just always wanted to go to Helsinki. It sounds really fun. What have you ever heard about Helsinki? <laughs> Nothing. I mean the name Helsinki. How could you not have fun in Helsinki? It's like half helter skelter and half twinkly. <laughs>
1: I've always thought it sounds like a sink in hell. Well,
3: now you've spoilt it.
1: (laughs) Golf
0: Tango India, join the visual circuit at 3,000 feet, turn left, follow your nose, and if you get lost,
3: stop and
1: ask. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Carl. Roger. Uh,
3: Chaps, Uh, little chap here said uh, you said he could come up. I'm not a little chap. Yes, you are. Oh, yes, come on in, Kieran. Uh, Skipper says you can go in. Yes, I heard him. It's my job to tell you. What a stupid job. (laughs) No, you've got a stupid job. I'm at school. Yeah. Kieran, hello. Sit yourself down there. We call that the jump seat. (laughs) Yes, I know. Okay. So, this array of screens and dials might look very imposing, but it's actually not so very different from your (laughs) dad's car. I'm sorry. It's just I have Microsoft Flight Simulator X Deluxe Edition. I do three to four hours training every day. Playing, you mean? No, I use it as a training tool. Hmm, but it's a game, so playing. Anyway, I'm I'm probably familiar with more flight instrument layouts than you are. Uh, Well, I doubt it actually. I've also got Flight Simulator. Oh, which edition? (laughs) Ninety-five. And how often do you train on it?
1: Play on it most days. Hang on, hang on, Martin. You come home after ten or twelve hours flying an aeroplane, and then to wind down, you sit in front of a computer
3: and pretend to fly it. Perfectly sensible procedure. Allows you to revise infrequently met hazards. Yes. Exactly. You see, Douglas?
1: I see that your life meets with the approval of the obsessive 14-year-old boy.
3: Obsessive is just a word the disorganized use for the focused. It's not the only word they use. Ignore. Just ignore him. Now, then. What did you want to ask me? Uh, Well, let me start by getting an idea of your hinterland. What are your outside interests? Uh, Outside of what? Outside flying. Outside flying? Yes. You mean, what else am I interested in apart from flying? Yeah, like, uh, for instance, I have grade 7 lute, and I'm not even going to take grade 8, because my tutor says I'd be better off spending the time getting to concert standard. Well, no, I don't play the lute. And I'm an orange belt in karate. Orange. Scariest of all the colours. <laughs> yeah, well, it's scary enough that I'm classified as a deadly weapon, and actually forbidden by law from using my skills except in self-defence.
1: Goodness, how you must long for someone to clip you around the ear.
4: Douglas! <laughs> So, this is your husband's famous executive jet. It's not an executive jet. He's not my husband, and it's not his. But otherwise, spot on.
5: Mmm, queer little thing, isn't it? Is the wing supposed to be doing that? Yes, it is. And this noise is normal, is it? Perfectly normal. And is this supposed to come off?
4: Yes. No, give it to me. <laughs> your ex-husband, anyway. You know very well I don't talk to
5: him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that ex-husband. I meant your other ex-husband. He's fine, I believe. Oh, good. I always liked Ian. Yes, I remember. (laughs) Sorry to put my foot in it. I forgot you have such a complicated life. I wouldn't call
3: it a complicated life. Oh, wouldn't you? What would you call it, then? A life. Hello, Ma. Hello,
4: Auntie Ruth. Catching up? Greater. Would you like a drink? Orange juice? Coke. I would like a triple scotch, and I would very much like to be the one that fetches it. <laughs>
3: oh, that's, that's brilliant, actually. Um, Auntie Ruth, where's the cake?
5: What cake?
3: The birthday cake. Mum's birthday cake.
5: Oh, I don't know.
3: But didn't you get my email
5: asking you to bring a cake? Yes, I got it. I didn't reply, though, did I? <laughs>
3: I just thought you might like to bring a cake.
5: Why? Because I'm just some stay-at-home housewife who'd be only all too ever so pleased to do the baking for little Miss Businesswoman Caroline. No, I,
3: th- I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to surprise Mum with a cake. Then you should have bought a cake, shouldn't you? Yes, I should. Well, then.
1: <laughs> and that, I think, basically is
3: is is the uh, the, the the situation in broad terms. Right. In future, it's fine just to say you don't know. <laughs> okay, next question.
1: No, I don't think so. Time for you to pop back after your granny, I rather think.
3: But I haven't finished. Yes, you have. Douglas is quite right. We're very busy up here. But, Captain, I wanted to ask the secret of your enormous success. Uh, who would you say enormous success? Of course. Command position by 32. That's remarkable. And there's always something to learn from the remarkable. Yes, well,
1: I suppose that's true. I, I wouldn't say it myself, but, um... Well, that's the English disease, isn't it? We don't celebrate our success, we don't blow our own trumpet. Can I just say, sir, how inspiring it's been to watch you fight that disease?
3: <laughs> so, first things first, which flying school did you go to? Ah, uh, you see, my story is even more remarkable than that. I actually put myself through my PPL and CPL. Interesting, you didn't even think it was worth applying. Oh, well, I did apply. And turned down their offer. I didn't, I didn't get an offer as such at the time. Not as such? All right, not at all. So what? I did it the hard way. I did menial jobs and night shifts for years to save up for the flying hours and the instrument rating, and then I saved up all over again to do the retake. You failed your instrument rating? I passed it eventually. Good for you. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm sorry to have wasted your time. I'll leave you in peace What? No! Don't be like that! I'm a captain at 32. We just agreed. That was impressive.
2: Mm.
3: It's just your career template isn't a close fit with my own. Oh? And what's your career template? Christ College, Cambridge, RAF scholarship. Two tours of duty, conversion course at Oxford Air Training, 20 years with Major Airline, retire at 45, enter politics, reach Cabinet level within six parliamentary terms. And when will it be our pride and privilege to have you as Prime Minister? I assure you I have no Prime Ministerial ambitions.
2: (laughs) Unless my
3: colleagues insist that that is where my duty lies.
1: Oh, God, you're probably going to make it.
3: (laughs) Ah, hello, Arthur. Cattle on? Oh, you should have rung.
1: I'd I'd have made it. No, I wanted a little respite from Junior Mussolini. What on earth are you doing? I'm making a cake. Are you? Right. Out of mud and gravel.
3: (laughs) Chocolate mousse. We had six individual chocolate mousses left over from Cyprus. I thought if I kind of ground up these amaretto biscuits in them and then put it in a dish on top of the toasted sandwich maker, it would make a sort of... Ah. It
1: didn't, though, did it? No. And what's behind this sudden enthusiasm for patisserie?
3: Mum's birthday. I really wanted to surprise her with a cake.
1: I think you'll definitely surprise her with that one. (laughs) Uh, hello, please, sir. Uh, welcome to Helsinki. Your passports, please. Good Lord. This is
5: Helsinki Airport. I didn't realize Helsinki was some two-bit town in the middle of nowhere. I
0: wouldn't have come. Madam, I can assure you, Helsinki is a super fabulous modern city with two international airports.
5: Oh, and this is the smaller one?
0: This is neither of them. This is
1: Rotavara Airfield. Uh, Carolyn, I, uh, I I assumed you'd want the cheapest
3: landing fees, and Mr. Milliner didn't specify... Well. No, obviously Mr. Millarder didn't specify. No,
5: it's fine. So you brought us all this way to sit at an airport for four hours. Look, it wasn't my idea in the first place. I've seen everything now. I
0: really have. Ruth, next please. Is she gone. Hi. Okay, in you go. Oh, 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 what is this strange leaky box? It's a secret. Okay. <laughs> you know, an airport is not a good place to bring secret things in.
2: <laughs>
0: Let us have a little look inside. Hera,
3: Isa! What is this, please? It's a cake. It does not look like a cake. I know. I added powdered milk to make it less runny, and it didn't make it less runny. (laughs) It just made it bigger and gave it a funny sort of smell. (laughs) But it is a cake. Sadly, uh, this
0: cake is not welcome to Finland. What? You can't bring it in. We have very strict rules about importing foods, and this definitely does not fit into any category we have, or will ever
1: have. (laughs) Milo. Ah, glass. My dear old friend, you don't look a day older than when we first met on that English-Finland school exchange. Ah. And to celebrate those dear old days, and because luckily I am enormously confident in my masculinity, I have bought you a bunch of flowers. And uh, for
0: my part, I have remembered how much you loved our various fishes of the sea, and uh, I have brought you 14 boxes of them. What a thoughtful gift. Now... What's the problem with young Arthur here? Uh, the boy is trying to bring in this bowl of this
1: mainly chocolate thing. Uh, this we do not allow. Ah, I see. But surely if he pays the new Anglo-Scandinavian mainly chocolate thing import tax
2: <laughs>
1: I heard about on the news. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes uh, of course. Uh, 100 euros, please. 100? I heard it was about 50. No, 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 it is 100. Well, I was surprised when I heard it, so the next time it was mentioned, I listened really hard, and I definitely heard that it was 75.
2: <laughs> OK,
1: 75 euros, please. Thanks, Douglas. My pleasure.
3: Why, Douglas, why do we have to go in the cafe? It's not even open.
1: It's for Arthur's surprise. He's hiding behind that counter. He's going to leap out with his sort of a cake. Hi, Japs. So you two wait here and start singing when I bring Carolyn in. <sighs> So, Kieran, I suppose while we wait, if you have any other questions for me?
3: Thanks. I'm fine. You sure? Mm, Yes. I'm afraid I rather miscalibrated your utility as a resource. No, you didn't. You said yourself being a captain at 32 is remarkable. That's the exact word you used. Well, that does puzzle me. How old are the other captains? What other captains? In the airline. I'm the only captain. But... How does that work? You'd have to go on every flight. Yes, of course. We're the pilots. All right, everyone ready? When you say that you're the captain, you mean you're the captain out of the two of you. Yes, what's so funny about that? (laughs) Nothing, nothing. Of course, that makes sense of everything. What do you mean, everything? No, the flying school rejection, the instrument rating failure, just the general... Where you are, you little Martin! Imagine though, all this time I actually thought you were a proper captain. Right, Martin? No. Uh.
1: Oh. dear. That's really bad.
3: <laughs> oh no. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm am really sorry. You
1: hit me. Um. Come on. It was just a little clip round the ear.
3: Which means I can do this.
1: Ka-ya!
3: Oh
4: no. Ka-ya! Ah oh, no, please. Yeah. Please stop! I'm sorry. I'm so. Sorry. Here and
5: not again. Stop that
3: this instant. Oh, no, no, Granny, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he hit me first. Honest. Of
5: course he didn't hit you first. Your great aunt may put on a lot of airs about this top knee little outfit, but even she wouldn't employ pilots who hit children. Oh God. He did.
3: He did. He hit me, Douglas. Didn't he hit me? He
1: may have given you a little
3: clip round the ear. Yeah, he hit me. He gave me a hit in the ear. Clip round,
1: not not a
5: hit in a clip round. You. You hit my grandson. He seems okay. You hit a defenceless child. He's not (laughs) defenceless. He's definitely not that. Right. You can expect to hear from my solicitors. Oh, don't talk rot. The boy's
1: absolutely fine. This is
4: child abuse. This could go to the Court of Human oh, Rights. I
1: really don't think it
4: could. You can't sue me. I should sue you for what your little boy's done to my pilot. But please don't do that. I, I really don't want you to do that.
5: <laughs> You've done it
4: again, haven't you, Carol?
5: Carol You've done what you always do. You've bitten off more than you can chew.
4: Run an airline, you couldn't run a sweet shop. I didn't want to run the sweet shop! And I never said it was an airline. It's a charter plane, and I can run it. I've run it for 12
5: years. Yes, and look at the state of it. Your plane's falling to bits. You've a Nissan hook for an office. And you've a death pilot to fights children. You've messed it up, Carol. You've made a muck of it, just like at school, and with the shop, and with both your marriages. Yes, I... I don't... You can't... Hey! Shut up! You... horrible arm! Uh, what are you doing here? And what on earth is that bowl of mud. It's a cake!
1: (laughs) And he's just surprised you with it. (laughs) Roger Golf Tango India Continuous, clear. Thank you, Sweden. So, what do we think of Helsinki on balance? Twinkly Helter Skelter or Sink of Hell? Sink Sink of of hell. Hell. Oh. Come on, it wasn't that bad.
3: Carolyn abandoned her sister and great-nephew in an airfield.
1: Arthur paid 75 euros for a bowl of sludge and threw it at his aunt. And you hit a child. Yes.
4: And were beaten up by a child. Yes,
1: (laughs) the same child. (laughs) All right, Douglas, I was there. Yes, you were, on the ground, squealing for mercy. All
3: right. Are you ready?
1: Ready. Martin, dim the lights. Right. right. Happy birthday to you Happy birthday to you Happy birthday, dear Marilyn Happy birthday to you Oh, my
4: goodness, well, you certainly have surprised me with a cake. Thought we might. Perhaps what's most surprising about it is that it's a fish cake.
2: (laughs) Yes.
3: You see, Douglas said you actually probably were expecting a normal cake a bit, were you? A bit, maybe. Yeah, so even if we had one... Oh, we don't have one. It wouldn't be a proper surprise, whereas this would be. Yes, it is. And, and these? They didn't have candles in the airport shop. Uh, they only had...
4: Cigarettes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: And there's only 20, because... They come in packs of 20.
2: <laughs> well, partly
4: that, but
3: also, as it turns out, that's as many cigarettes as you can stick in a fish cake.
4: Every day, a new nugget of knowledge. <laughs> It's lovely, Arthur. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. And thank you for my orchids, Martin. They're beautiful. They're not quite as plentiful as the ones I saw Douglas giving that customs officer he's in love with.
1: Though, interestingly, about the same price. Oh, and here's my present. I thought you'd forgotten. Oh, you didn't fall for that, did you? No, my present can be seen if you look out to your right. Oh, they're beautiful. Wow. I've never seen them before pretty, aren't they?
3: What? What are we looking at? Your other
1: right, Arthur.
4: (laughs) Oh, wow. Brilliant. Though I'm not sure you can claim to have arranged for the northern lights to be switched on for me.
1: All I'm saying is, if anyone you knew could, who would it be?
4: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. they rather put my fish cake in the shade.
1: It is, of course, a joint present from the two of us. Hey, all right, the three of us. Um, hello? Philip! We, we didn't know you were back there. Rigorous cross-check of the cabin, was it, Arthur?
4: <laughs> Philip, I, I don't know how to tell you this. We, we've left Ruth and Kieran in Helsinki.
1: Oh. Well done, you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I thought you were deaf. Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore. It starred Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. It also starred Alison Steadman as Ruth, Matt Green as Kieran, and Simon Greenall as Milo. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC. (laughs)